Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Ford, which is inbounds, and Draymond Green pushing. Six assists for Green. Curry along three. It's good! Steph Curry from way downtown! Some Curry chaos here on the third. It's the largest lead of the game. All right, so NBA Finals end this week. Golden State Warriors win their fourth. Jody Mack, we we talked uh, some baseball. We talked some hockey. We talked some Eagles football in the first hour. Let's talk a little hoops. Uh, first thing I want to ask you, because I was, I was thoroughly annoyed with um, – Bill Simmons this week, who who said, um, I personally don't think Golden State Warriors four titles in eight years qualifies as a dynasty. Um, he does, by the way, think that the Patriots and Celtics of the past qualify as a dynasty, <laughs> you know, betraying where he's from. Can we define this as a dynasty four times in eight years in any league? To me, these days, you know, there's 30-odd teams in every single league. And, and by the way, two other finals trips. Dynasty? I'm going to land in the middle here, and I'll explain myself. The win by the Warriors the other night is the beginning of the Warriors' next dynasty. Their three wins in five years is already dynastic in my mind. They go to that uh, adjective there. Thank you. Uh, they they go two straight years of not making the playoffs. One year they had the worst record in the NBA. Right. And the second year, the play-in with the new NBA playoff format doesn't count as the playoffs. The first round is non-playoffs. It's just the play-in, mm-hmm. not the playoffs. And they got beat. So technically, they did not make the playoffs for two straight years. If you don't make the playoffs for two straight years, your dynasty is over. If you were in the midst of a dynasty, it has officially come to an end. Now, if you want to do revisionist history and reopen the window with a two-year didn't even make the playoffs drought in the middle of it, I guess you can go ahead and do that, but that's, that's not the way I look at it. Well, yeah, and I hear you, and yes, when you finish with the worst record in the league, it's hard to argue that it's part of the same administration or whatever, dynasty, but it, it was it was Curry, it was Clay Thompson and Green played for all those, right? Correct. 
And Kevon Looney, believe it or not, who oh. they re-signed okay. as a one-year okay. guy. He's been there for all of them. And Andre Iguodala, who got in the other night just for the last minute of yeah, the game. The coach threw him a bone. Yeah, nice. And to Andre's credit, he got out for the two losing years and came back for the yeah, win. That's right. That's so right. he's he's kind of uh, – Andre has his own separate dynasty where you can combine the two because he wasn't part of those two non-winning seasons. Uh, but everybody's got a different definition. But I'm with you. How Simmons looks down his nose and calls well. what the Warriors have accomplished a non-dynasty just boggles my mind. Yeah, just when he when Bill Simmons started, I thought, boy, this guy was really good because he was different and he was funny and he he took very different looks at it. And then he just became. I know he was always Mr. Boston sports guy, but you know anything outside of Boston is is not worthy for him. I, I find him very annoying. But nonetheless, okay. Um, I think I do consider it all one. But I hear your point. And um, second question. Steph Curry, top 10 player all time, gets crowded. Yeah. If he's not in the top 10, he's just outside. He's somewhere in that 9, 10, 11, 12 range. Uh, I would not drop him out of the top 15 for sure. Um, so where does he fall between 14 and 9? That's very debatable, but he's right there on that cutting edge of top 10, and he is the unquestioned best long ball shooter in the history of the NBA. Yeah. Now, different people can define uh, shooting differently. It's not all about three-pointers, and there were great shooters in the NBA before there was ever a three-point line. But if you're just talking about long-distance shooting, sorry, Reggie Miller. He is so far surpassed you, it's not even worth talking about. He's the best long-distance shooter in the history of the NBA. All right, let me grab a call, and then I want to ask you about the local basketball franchise. Joe joins us. Hey, Joe, what's on your mind today? Hey, guys, welcome back, Mac and Mac. Thank you, you so much. It. Great to hear you guys together. I want to talk a little bit about the Tutorelli signing, but I want to use it as perspective about how we feel about our other three coaches, and I'll try to I'll try to be brief. Um, Nick Sirianni. Okay, so he came in, he got us to the playoffs, we backed in, that's fine. Uh, he had to change his philosophy, he's got a better team. This is a show me year. Glenn Rivers is turning into a pariah. He exposes himself every time he opens his mouth. I don't want to hear about the Clippers and his record. I want you to tell me what's wrong with your team. Okay. Rob Thompson, you can't argue with what he has so far. Let's see how he does with adversity. He seems to be the opposite of Girardi. Tortorella, okay. Why are we giving him a parade before he starts his first game? He's going to give us a better defense. He's going to make Hart better. But I don't want to be the 80s devil. Your thoughts? I, I, I don't know that anybody's giving him a parade. Uh, I think I'm... Listen, I like the signing. I can't say it's the most excited I've been about a new coach coming in, so by by certainly by a long shot. Um, given the options they had, and Barry Trotz turned him down, I think Tortorella is good. I think, and and one of the things that probably will feed into your argument, and Jody and I have talked about it, is he's going to get more interest in this team. He's going to instantly make the Flyers more interesting and relevant. Now. That doesn't translate for very long if you can't win games. And if he has a bad first year, nobody cares that he's interesting. But for now, I'm just excited that they're back on the map. Does that? I don't know if that answers your question. No, that's perfect. You know, that's perfect. I, I, 
I need to hear that perspective because I've just been listening to the hype. I lost the Flyers as a fan many, many years ago. I'd love to have somebody bring me back, and maybe he'll help. Um, but I just – he's being enthroned, I think, before this first game. and I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, I don't know what else you're listening to. I don't think Joni and I did. By the way, just what, what you said you – you lost the Flyers years ago. What took you away? Um, I think Mike Keenan. <laughs> oh, jeez. Really? He, wow. He came in. He came that was 35 years ago or so. Yeah, he came in with a lot of fanfare. He got us to that last game against the Oilers, and then he burned everybody out. Okay. Okay. Well, if, you, if, if you haven't been following him since been, Keenan. Been a, been a long time, yes. Yeah, really, thanks. And I am coming up way short of hosting a parade for the Flyers hiring of their new head coach. Sure. Um, I, Glenn, I, I was hoping the Flyers went in another direction. The guy who will make or break John Tortorella, maybe even more so than John Tortorella, is going to be Chuck Fletcher because he is going to need to get players that fit what Tortorella wants to do. I don't think they have those type of players on the Flyers roster right now. We talked to Keith Jones, who said he thinks there are players that will work well under Tortorella, and Tortorella will mold them or he'll mold to fit the players. He's much more optimistic than I am. I'm not sure that the fit is great. So if it's going to work with Tortorella, I think it is incumbent upon uh, Chuck Fletcher to find Tortorella-like players. Now, again, easier said than done. It's a nice philosophy, and I could lay it out there for you, but then you got to go be able, be able to get those guys, acquire those guys. I don't know if Chuck Fletcher has the ability to do so, the flexibility to do so. Uh, that's why I was hoping they went in another direction. I was more willing to see this thing take more time, that they got a younger coach who would uh, be a little less my way of the highway type of uh, individual and show a little bit more patience. And I can't blame a Flyer fan who doesn't have patience because they've been waiting 40-plus years for a Stanley Cup. Yeah, Jody, now you're going to tell us to take three more before we're even into the mix for it? Yeah, that's what I was hoping that the Flyers did. They decided to go a different route. Now, they tried that with Hackstall. It didn't work, which doesn't mean that you don't try it again. Right. I just think Hackstall was the wrong guy. I agree. The philosophy was not bad. The actual choice of coach was. And actually, Hackstall was Keenan. Hackstall was they hired a college coach who'd never coached the NHL before. Keenan ended up being a career guy. Hackstall, well, he's back in the league now, but he didn't work out here. Um, Yeah, so much of it is on the general manager. But I'll tell you one thing that Jonesy said that I wanted to discuss with you. Because we talked about who's going to thrive, and he said Konechny's going to thrive, right? And he, so he named a couple of names. And we said, who's going to be challenged? And he said Provorov. Right. And that's going to be so fascinating to me because that was the guy who was going to be the anchor of your defense for a decade and a perennial all-star. And I mean, we thought Provorov was going to be a great, great player. And he, he, he had a bad year, and he has stalled. And if – if he doesn't get along with this coach, he's the guy you move. And that's that's a big deal. And it is, and even thinking along those lines, and again, we probably overrated Provorov and put him on a pedestal that he hadn't necessarily earned and deserved just yet. If they move him, even preseason, before the season starts, which is probably unlikely, they'll try and give it a shot first. But if they find at some point it's not working, that he's not the type of player that Tortorella works well with and coaches and gets to improve and the like, they're going to be selling him on what? 
60 cents on a dollar, 50 cents on a dollar yeah, from well, what maybe. one time we thought he was going to be? Oh, yeah, of what we thought he was going to be. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you're not going to – you don't get close to that value, certainly. All right, I want to get back to the NBA and um, 215-592-9494. So several of the uh, – once the season ended, several places put odds for next season to win, and Golden State, of course, is the favorite at 11-2, to two, and the Celtics are second at 6-1. to one. So the two teams that were in the final are 1-2. and two. The Sixers are 10th. At sixteen to one, and tenth means if it plays out as it's supposed to play out, you once again lose in the, in the second, second round. round. Yes, we're Jody. We're we're right back where we always were. There's 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 nothing there. And by the way, I have no reason to doubt these odds. I don't think the Sixers are as good as the teams that have the teams ahead of them are the Warriors, the Celtics, the Nets, Clippers, Bucks, Suns, Mavs, Grizzlies, Heat. I can't yeah, make an argument. I, I, I got a couple I could argue the Sixers over, but we're talking two out of nine, somewhere thereabouts. The, the, there are seven that if you're making the argument that the Sixers are going to be better coming into the season. And, again, we're doing this today. Teams can get better. Teams can get worse. Teams could add free agents. Uh, teams could make moves. So so it's a fluid list, but you're, sure. you're asking me to react to it today. The highest I could possibly put them would be eighth, which would just about potentially get you into that next round. And that's probably through six or colored glasses that I'd be going with eighth. It's not all that far off uh, distance between eighth and tenth. You're right. So we will see what they do in the offseason. And the start of that, of course, is James Harden. And the stories come out this week that Harden is going to get three years. Um, by the way, there was a uh, there was a thing floating around this morning. Doc Rivers on TMZ, a fall place. You know, you know, familiar with TMZ, right? My daughter worked for him for a short period of time. Your daughter worked. For, oh, that's right. You told me that once. I yes, she did a summer internship her last year at uh, uh, Temple. Uh, she had two internships out in California, one working at a radio station and one working at DMZ, and she worked two days a week. Actually made some money. It was one of those paying internships, so Dad had to send less money out to California. So I was quite, quite pleased that yeah, she I'm got sure. to see Harvey every day. Uh, but because <laughs> That's the guy. That's the guy. They, they, did she get to work with that creepy guy? Oh, yeah, Harvey, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, turns uh, and, and she would, uh, quick punch, I'm sorry to, to get off the That's topic. That's right. okay. She um she would she'd have to be in there at like 7 a.m so she would be on the highways and byways of la at 5 30 quarter six somewhere thereabouts and she'd get get from where she was living to the tmz studios in about 22 minutes she would get off work at 4 30 in the afternoon because she worked two long days but only two days and it would take her two hours to get home. The same yeah. trip that took her two, oh. 22 minutes on the way in took yeah. her two hours on the way home because of L.A. traffic. <laughs> but she, she enjoyed herself while, while she was there, and she did a lot of work with their sports department. Why did it, oh, I know I brought that up because there's there, there was a thing that sent out this morning that Doc Rivers loves James Harden, wants him to sign a long, big, expensive deal. And it's like, what? And so I played it, and it's some woman. It, you know what? It might be the 2022 version of what your daughter used to do. I don't know what she did. As Doc Rivers is walking from here to there, right? He's walking into a parking lot, or he's walking into a gym. And a woman says, yeah, Doc, what, how do you think about James Harden? And, and Doc goes, like, yeah, I love him. Are you going to assign him to a big deal? He says, oh, yeah, big deal. And that's it. And it's clear that, that Doc is just trying to, like, 
walk as fast as he can away from this woman and and appease her. But I so if you see that Doc Rivers says he wants to sign James Harden to a huge mega deal, understand that it was somebody annoying from TMZ. But 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 story is. And and I hate starting to talk about contracts because it, it is boring and people will drive off the road into ditches. So I'm going to try to do it fast. The, the, the story is that Harden will pick up the $47 million player option for next year. Even saying that just gives me the willies. And will the Sixers will add two years to it. So it looks like three years. I don't know. I don't think that's going to work out at all. I understand the Sixers are not in a great place with this, but I would rather have James Harden at one year for infinity dollars than three years at whatever this is going to be, $140 million. I know you uh, feel as strongly as you do about talking about contract. You can't have this conversation without talking about contract. You I know. Just that's can't why I brought Because it it's a big part of it. Of course. Um there there are probably four options here. Number one is Daryl Morey, because he is so in love with James Harden, not only says pick up the contract option and we're going to max you out for the remaining years thereafter, and you have a five-year commitment to James Harden. I don't think anybody wants that. Um, there's the, yes, James, if you opt out, we're not necessarily going to be offering you anything. So best of luck. But it doesn't clear the cap money for the Sixers to use on somebody else because they're already well over the cap. So you just don't have James Harden as limited as it may be, as not as uh, un- otherworldly that we thought it was going to be. To just watch him walk away is probably untenable as well. Uh, I agree. You, you, you can't pay a lot of money for nothing. I agree. Right. So you're stuck somewhere in the middle. How many years can you get done? What would be the best? The best thing would be, James, how about you come in, play for your $47 million, and we'll pick this up as the season goes along. They may have even broached that, and Harden said, "No, if you're not, if we're not talking about an extension, I'm out of here. I'm going to take uh, uh, opt out number one, and good luck trying to replace me with no cap money available to do so." So they negotiated and they tried to compromise, and they came down in the middle. If Jake Fisher Bleacher Reports uh, report is accurate, three years, it's better than five. If one was not really doable, we're talking between two and four. They're settling at three. The fact that he's getting the full $50 million or somewhere thereabouts, and this is all reported, not official yet, that it's going to be close to $150 million for three years. You just need to put that aside. That's going rate. You have to pay it. Would I have pre- My preference would have been as little as possible, Glenn. Would have been one year. If not one year, then two. If not two years, then three. The further you got away from it, the tougher a pill it would have been to swallow. I'm not happy with three, but I guess we're going to have to live with three. Yeah, well, that's it. And I, I can't imagine it's going to get better, but I understand what you say. But, God, I'm just I'm, – I'm girding for some bad basketball. So, a lot of rumors this week. Sixers apparently in the mood to trade, kind of need to, to probably make a deal. Tobias Harris's name comes up. Matisse Thibel, boy, did his his uh, star fall, huh? Stock he, dropped quickly. Yes. Yeah, really did. Um, uh, I heard Shake Milton's name come up. I don't know what you get for him. Furkan Korkmaz. Uh, I don't think he's hit a three yet. Uh, they are looking to move Danny Green with a torn ACL, and he's thirty six. So good luck with that. Uh, the twenty third pick of the draft which they can't directly trade, but you figure things out. 
Jody, what's your prediction? Anything there? Who's who's? Uh, give me like the order that you see most likely to leave. I don't know that, that anybody's leaving. Uh, I like you're, Shake. You're running I, it back again? I want to keep Shake. I do not want to tra- uh, okay. uh, trade Shake. I like him. If they can trade Furkan Korkmaz and get more than a bag of balls, more power to them, I don't see it happening. Yeah, okay. Um, well, Tobias is the and, and Thibel are probably right. big names there. And Tobias, to his credit, and I give him the credit and not the Sixer fan base because how many calls I have to take when I'm doing nights here on WI? He stinks. He's a stiff. It's the worst signing in history. No, it wasn't. They needed to sign him at the time. It is what it is. He's not worth his contract. He's one of about, oh, 150 players in the NBA who aren't worth their contract, one of which the Sixers are about to extend for two more years at $100 million by the name of James Harden, who also, the day that he signs it, won't be worth what his contract says he's worth. Uh, Tobias played pretty well in the back end of the season and in the playoffs. He filled his role. He did what was asked of him. Uh, I hope that the rest of the NBA sees it that way so that he is a viable trade uh commodity but i don't believe that's going to be the case by the way he was good in uh, hustle yeah he was i'll give him that he was all, good those, all the six guys were good yeah they were they yeah. pulled it off yeah that was good we talked about that last week that, that was a very surprisingly good movie uh I, I i liked that a lot um actually speaking of which coming up is our what we're watching segment and this has turned out to be fun because for the third week in a row Jody Mack, you and I have watched the same thing, which is a new TV show, a new spy thriller uh, on FX, and we are going to both review it and find out if we both like it, like it equally, what we think. So good times coming up. We will do that, and we will take your calls. We have worked all of the teams into the conversation. You're invited to join. 215-592-9494. He's Jody McDonald. I'm Glenn Mack now. Hey, before you head out on that summer road trip, head into United Tire. Get those tires checked and save big all summer long with great deals on BF Goodrich and Michelin. It's the perfect time to save on safety and to get your vehicle ready for su- for fun summer adventures with the family. Start your summer off right and make sure those tires are ready for drives down the shore before those summer road trips are in your rearview mirror. Get to United Tire. Remember, don't drive alone. Drive United. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. There's a villain in every story. Nobody ever sees themselves as playing that role. You have no idea what I did, who I was. There's no limit to the damage he'll do or the things he'll destroy. Well, that is Amy Brenneman and then Jeff Bridges and then John Lithgow in a uh, brand new series called The Old Man, uh, which uh, seven uh, episode thriller started Thursday night on FX. Uh, Jody, Jeff Bridges has always been one of my favorite actors. He, he's never starred in his own TV show until now and you and i both watched the first two episodes of the old man um i let, let me lay it out and then and then get you to uh to tell me how you how you felt about it it's jeff bridges plays a long retired cia agent who did something back in afghanistan in the 1980s that uh nobody is too proud of so he's been living off the grid for the last several decades and suddenly he gets flushed out uh, he may go ha- have to go back to Afghanistan to pay for his sins. Um, so the old man, Jeff Bridges, has to, has to flee and go underground as the FBI and the CIA are both trying to find him. Kind of like a Liam Neeson kind of role, Jody, is the is the gray-haired retiree uh, brushing up on his old skills to fight off uh, younger adversaries. That's uh, that's my setup. That work. Let, yes, it does. Uh, you did it well. Uh, let me start my review by asking you a question. Jeff Bridges, one of the top 25 actors in the last 25 years? Oh, yeah. I love him. Yeah. Uh, he's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. I've, I always like him in whatever he's in. As do I. Uh, and as you say, uh, not usually a television guy, but he does. He did very well in the first two episodes here. Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, well laid out. The storyline is intriguing with black ops and stuff like that. I, I eat that stuff up. So uh, it was a winner before it ever started with me. Um, if I had a knock, the only thing that bothered me in the first two episodes, and as I said, I'd give it a major thumbs up. The one fight scene yeah, where he goes off-road and kind of disappears, and the FBI yeah. agents who are finding him, he comes plowing in with his car from an unseen area and takes out one of the two agents, and then he gets into a fight with the other agent, who is probably 30 years his younger. Yeah. 
and it goes on for like four long. or five minutes. It's long and pretty brutal. Yeah. And they're grappling, and it yeah. just wasn't believable. And then, and again, for those who haven't seen it, you got to check it out because uh, I think this is one of the fun storylines. He's got his two dogs with him. And they're both attack dogs who are tremendously well-behaved and do everything that he says. He whistles for the two dogs, and the dogs come and finally take the agent out. Why didn't yeah, you do that I, at the start? Absolutely. Instead, you, you got to get into correct. a five-minute fight before you whistle for the dogs to come in and end it? Why not? I thought, I thought exactly first. the same thing. Right. I'm thinking, like, the dogs got to be nearby. We've seen those dogs before. The dogs, by the way, start out the show as, like, the sweetest things chasing after tennis balls, and then you realize, like, he's got those dogs trained right. to protect him. No, you're right, and I, I thought that same thing. Um, that said, uh, it really gripped me for the first two episodes, uh, and, I, and, and both you and I like Jeff Bridges a lot. You know, he, they had to shut down filming of the show because he, he uh, if you remember, he got lymphoma last year, and then when he was coming off of that, he got COVID-19 during his cancer treatment. So he came back and I don't know like if what we saw was filmed before or after, but he had a rough year. He's great. Also, I think that um John Lithgow, who plays the FBI higher up, who's the, by the way, always the smartest guy in the room, is also really good in the first two episodes. Amy Brenneman, who's now figure 50-ish. I'll go with that. Okay. Still looks pretty good. Yeah. She she plays like the surprise love interest. Um, and I found it really compelling. I mean, I was I was drawn in like you. You know, you refer me every once in a while to some good spy detective kind of novels. I think you and I like the same kind of thing there. Um, this worked, and it worked from the start. There's seven episodes. These were the first two. I'm looking forward to the next. Um, very solid writing. And uh, I should say that the showrunner, a guy named Jonathan Steinberg, is the nephew of a friend of mine. Um, from the theater stuff I've done, Jay uh, Steinberg, and that kind of that was that's what originally pulled me into watching this thing. Well, you pulled me into watching it because I saw the commercial slash tease on some network. I was watching probably a sports show, and I said, "Ooh, that could be interesting." It wasn't the "Oh my God, I got to set the recorder now" type thing, but it was interesting enough to catch my attention. And then you mentioned it. I said, "Well, I'll put the record on right now," and I did. And I watched both episodes, and I enjoyed it greatly. Uh, one more quick Jeff Bridges question for you, yep. which I this always. Kind of makes me scratch my own head. What role do you most remember Jeff Bridges for? Um, the one where he played the alien. Uh, what was the heck the name of the movie? I forget the name of the movie, but he played an alien. Why? What, which one do you remember him for? Oh, Big Lebowski. Oh, <laughs> and and he is so much better than that. He is yeah. a well, he was great dramatic in that, actor. Yes. that is kind of a goofball. Cult watching. Shame on me that I didn't role. come up with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I just, when I see it, I go, yeah, but Jeff Bridges is a real actor. That's like a goof actor. It's, that's great. I watched it umpteen times. I'm not saying it wasn't good, but it's different than what most of Jeff Bridges' body of work has been. Yeah, he was great. And he was also great in True Grit. Did you ever watch True Grit? Yes. It was great in that, too.
Yeah, he's he is he's terrific. Okay, I know. Uh, before we go to the phones, there was another show that you wanted to mention that you watched. Did. Um, as a matter of fact, I watched it before. I was going to uh, watch the old man, and and I saw this on my recorded uh, list as well. So I watched it, and then I couldn't turn it off. Uh, there go three hours of my life. Uh, I record every thirty for thirty on ESPN their mm-hmm. documentary series, and I didn't even know it was coming up. Um, they did one this week called Dream On. It's about the 1996 U.S. women's Olympic basketball team. We had a men's basketball team that year called the Dream Team uh, that got like 99.9% of the attention. Um, The women's basketball team won the gold medal. It was the jumping off of the WNBA that the NBA got behind women's basketball and said, we can do this, and uh-huh. the owners of the teams will own the same teams and the like, and how that team came together, and Tara Vanderveer, the Stanford coach, taking a year off from coaching to coach that team and the way she did it. Dawn Staley is a big part of it. Oh. Philadelphia Zone does a great job with the team as a player, and they interview all the players, and they talk throughout it, and it, it really is well done. If you're any kind of a fan of women's basketball, and you know me, I coached eight years of basketball because of my daughter. uh, So I've always been a fan. If you have been at some point, you must watch this because it is very well done. It's uh, historical references and it brings back memories and it's very well produced. And it's got a very Philly tangent tied to it in Dawn Staley. Uh, I will absolutely suggest that you watch Dream On 30 on 30 series, the most recent one done by ESPN. Nice. Okay. Those uh, documentaries are generally really good. Yep. Really good. Um, Starman was the name of the movie that I was trying to come up with. You ever see him in Starman? I don't think I did. Yeah, he plays an alien who comes down and tries to blend. It's actually pretty good. It's um, probably mid to late 80s, but very okay. good. Must have anyway. that one. All right, let's talk to Aaron in Norristown. You're on WIP. Good morning, Aaron. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you guys doing? Good. Doing great. Doing good. Hey, before I get to my fire's point, uh, on that show, which is very good, I like the earlier, the flashback versions of John Lithgow and Jeff yes. Bridges. The guy who plays Lithgow literally sounds exactly like him. And the guy from Jeff Bridges literally looks like Jeff Bridges in Against All Odds. It was I tremendous. agree. I, I agree. And at first I thought they were actually, the guy who, who plays young John Lithgow sounded so much like him, I thought they just had used John Lithgow's voice for it. But after a while you realize, like, no, he's actually talking. I had to look up the actor's name, which I forget. I thought it was his son who was so much like him. It very much. It's a good point. Yeah. Glad you like the show. Yeah, very good. So uh, on the Flyers, I'm actually a little disappointed with uh, – I understand, like – I really don't understand why they hired the coach, to be quite honest. I know they went after Trotz, and I think it's kind of telling that Trotz turned down, apparently, the richest contract in NHL history at $7 million a year, and then Cassidy goes to the, the Knights. I mean, at that point, I'm looking for a coach like a Jim Montgomery who coaches under – Craig Berube, you know, who's overcome his, uh, you know, alcohol situation and is a hell of a coach and helps help win the Cups, the Blues the Cup. And I just don't really see how a team of the Flyers' stature is going to benefit from Tortorella. I think it's like another waste of three years before he burns out. And I am a little disappointed. I, I, and you know what? I'd like to hear, not you guys, but I'd like to hear some of the media's opinion when he starts treating the media like crap. It's not going to be that cute when they're losing. I, I just really don't like. The oh tires. no, no, that that's that's going to be crazy, but um, yeah. yeah, entertaining. <laughs> yeah, Jody, I, I, I listen, Jody. I understand why people think, uh, and it's kind of what you said. So I'll let you expound on it. That 
you're getting a guy who's a 63-year-old retread, which is what I infer from Aaron here. And exactly. it's not even that for me. I, again, don't care how old he is, and I think that retreads work. You can get a guy who's won somewhere else and maybe had some downtime, and then you get him and he rekindles the fire. That's not my issue. It's Tortorella himself. Exactly. That's the type like, of guy that he is. He's a taskmasting, hands-on, I'm going to tell you exactly, non-nurturing type coach. And I don't think they have that roster right now that that's going to work with. So unless you tell I'm me saying, Chuck man. Fletcher can wave a magic wand and get players that will fit what Tortorella does well, I, I don't know that this is going to come together quickly enough before Tortorella self-implodes. Yeah. Thanks, Aaron. Good stuff. And, and I hear you. Um, I mean, Trotz would have been the guy, right? Um, and I can't tell you that I know hockey well enough that I could say, you know, the absolute best candidate is this guy, right? right. And Cassidy, who got fired from the Bruins, did a very good job up in Boston. Hockey coaches recycle probably more than any other sport, I would think. Right? I think their shelf life is shorter. Oh, that's a good question. I'd have to really give that some thought. Um basketball turns their coaches over and guys get second and third chances too. Like the one we have here in Philadelphia right now. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I would say those two are comparable. NFL less, baseball even less too. Um, but here's here's where uh, I have to admit, like you just did, if I had the guy, I'd feel so much better not questioning the Tort Tortorella hire if I could point to the one guy. If you ask me who I would have said, it would have probably have been Kirk Muller. Because I wanted a mm -hmm. younger guy, yeah. a guy who'd been a player, and maybe he'd associate with the players better uh, and hadn't had his chance and could grow with the team. Do I know if Kirk Muller's going to be a good head coach in the end? I'm absolutely not. I'm just poking and hoping like everybody else. But if you ask me what type of a coach I was looking for, it would have been something different than Tortorella. I get you. By the way, what we're watching is sponsored by Guided Door and Window. By any window or door, get the second one at 50% off, plus interest-free financing for up to 18 months. Call Guida Door and Window today, one eight seven seven go guida or visit them at go, G-U-I-D-A.com. Jody, last Flyers coach who you liked. Again, I'm simplistic like everybody else. I kind of like Terry Murray because he was a winner. Oh, you're <laughs> oh, God. Well, I have two after that who I like. Really? Yeah, I like Laviolette a lot. I thought Laviolette was a really good coach. Did I, tell, I thought, ever tell you my uh, Laviolette story? N no, but I don't think he should have been fired, but go ahead. Tell me. Um, I've got two guys like this who fit the mold of my doing 35 years of sports talk radio. Um, when I worked uh, a little north of here in New York, um, I used to get calls from Pete in Uniondale which those who don't know, Uniondale, New York, is where the Flyers, uh, where the, uh, excuse me, Islanders Arena was, uh, uh -huh. the Coliseum was uh -huh. in Uniondale. And he'd call me and talk about the Mets or the Jets or the really? Giants or whatever yeah. else. And it just, uh, it grabbed me the first time I saw him on my caller sheet, Pete from Uniondale. I said, oh, shoot, same as the uh, Islander coach. And then I started to listen to him. I actually went back and listened to a press conference. I said, yeah, that's him. That's uh. his voice. <laughs> And he would call me and we'd talk about something other than the Islanders or even sure. hockey. He'd talk right. about something else. And I one time told my producer, I said, listen, when he calls in with you, put up Pete from Union now. I'm not going to take him right away. I want to talk to him during a break. I went in. I said, coach. He said, this is Pete from Uniondale. I said, coach, this is Jody McDonald. 
do me a favor. I know who you are. You know who you are. Um, I would love to continue to have this conversation, but if I put it together, somebody else can put it together. I don't know how much anonymity means to you, but uh, Pete from somewhere other than Uniondale might work better. Uh, so he did, and he called Pete from some other Long Island town that I can't remember. Um, uh, I don't think it was his... Pete from Pihos, no. If, if he wa- <laughs> I remember you, you used to use that line all the time. If yes. he wants anonymity, why would he call his Pete? That's what I was saying, but he did in this conversation. Yeah. We, he probably called me 10 times over the course of X amount of years that he was the Islander coach. He was the a good only, guy. And a the good only coach. other guy who did that was uh, Jeff Ruland. used to call me as well, and I recognized Ruland's voice after. He, this was after his playing days, and a uh, quasi-coach for the Sixers came and went and everything else, and it was the coach of Iona. And Jeff and I actually became friends, um, but he used to call me every once in a while just as uh, Jeff from uh, Marlton yeah. or wherever he was from. Dykstra used to call every once in a while, pretending he wasn't Dykstra, but you could suss that out pretty easily <laughs> by the slurred voice. Yeah. Uh, the other Flyers coach, who is maybe... Well, I don't want to say he's my favorite coach in all the four sports since I've been here, but he's in the, definitely in the top five, and he's the one who I came to know the most and had the best relationship with was Ken Hitchcock, who I thought was a good coach, but he's one of those where players can't stand him after a while, right. which is why he's coached in so many places but had so much success. But he, I had an, a thing with him where he would say, call me every, I forget what day it was, Monday at such and such a time, and I will tell you really what's going on here. And it was great because oh, off, off the record stuff. Off the record. Right. And so I and it's when the Flyers were good and relevant and, you know, really meant something and I was really plugged in and it's because he appreciated the nature of like having a relationship like that. So there you go. It's funny because uh, as I mentioned, I and and I never other than talking to him on the phone on WFAN, I never talked to Peter Laviolette. This yeah. was the extent of our relationship. But I liked him because he would call my show. But truth be told, I don't think he did as good job here in Philadelphia as he did previously. Next time you talk to him. Which will, won't happen unless he well, calls. And if he's, he calls, uh, we're here. 215-592-9494. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, next time he calls, the story that's the most amazing story that he tells has nothing to do with hockey. It was his wedding, which was probably in New England. That's where he's from. In, in the rain, and they were under a tent, and the tent got hit by lightning, and half the people at the wedding ended up in the hospital. You're kidding me. No, no, they all got struck by lightning. At his wow, wedding. I never heard that story. Yeah, it's a, pretty, it's a pretty scary story, but a good story. All right, we got to hit a break. 215-592-9494. He's Jody McDonald. I'm Glenn Mack now. Coming up at noon, we're going to check in on the Phillies with Ben Davis right here on 94. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. WIP. Jody McDonald, Glenn Mack, now Saturday morning, 94 WIP. This is where we check in with our doctor from Cooper Bone and Joint. And let me get to the thing here. Dr. Mark Pollard is with us today. Hey, Doc, how are you to this morning? I'm doing great, thanks. How are you guys doing? We're, we're doing well. So the Eagles sign a veteran safety yesterday, Jaquaski Tart, 
He's got a pretty long injury history, and and most of these are pretty routine. He got knocked out in 2021 with a knee contusion. Uh, He had a couple of shoulder issues that knocked him out, a broken arm in 2017. Rib injury cost him four games in 2019. Uh, Twice he has had season's end uh, with turf toe. And I always hear about turf toe, but never quite sure exactly what that means and how a toe can knock you out for, in his case, the end of a season. Yeah, well, turf toe, you know, kind of came into prominence with the prominence of uh, AstroTurf and the very flexible shoes that the players would wear. But essentially what happens is uh, your big toe um, bends up too far. You know, it's kind of forced into a, what's called hyperdorsiflexion. And so it actually injures the ligaments that are on the uh, bottom side of the joint. And, you know, just like you can sprain an ankle, you can sprain the, 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 the joint in your big toe. And, you know, there can be a, a spectrum of how serious it is to, you know, mild stretch of those ligaments to, you know, more severe injuries where you can actually tear and rupture some of those tissues. So, you know, recovery can be, you know, on the order of, you know, a, a couple of weeks versus, you know, much longer for some of those more severe injuries. Um, and it's difficult because, you know, once they occur, you know, obviously they can occur again. And, you know, shoe modification is the first line of trying to treat them. Mm-hmm. And obviously if you've got somebody who's, you know, one of their principal attributes is speed and being able to get up on their toes when they're running, you know, modifying how flexible the front of their shoe is, you know, can certainly affect things. All right, Doc, I want to ask you one question, and if it is completely unfounded, please tell me so. It's a, Jody, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Um, we've also talked about James Harden today, and there was a lot of talk during the season about Harden still dealing with a hamstring issue, and it may have actually affected its, his play. If the 76ers came to you and said, Doc, we want you to watch the tape of all the games that James played for us this year, and we want you to evaluate if you see his movement, the way that he plays, the things that he does, would you suggest that, yeah, there could be a hamstring issue there? Can you can you find something out like that from watching tape? You have to believe the player. You're asking the player. The player is saying that uh, he's got a hamstring issue and it's bothering him. But if they wanted an objective third party to be able to judge that, could you do something like that watching videotape? Uh that's a little bit of a slippery question. Uh, yes, but, that's, why, I mean, that's why I qualified it the way I did before I asked it. And if you don't want to answer it, Doc, completely understandable. No, I guess I would say this, that, um, you know, by watching tape, by watching, you know, athletes perform, you can, you can notice tendencies. You can notice the things that, you know, they, they may tend to do or they may tend to avoid. And, you know, to be able to do this, you'd have to watch you know, tape, you know, have a large sample size, you know, a bunch of uh, game tape to be able to watch to see, right. well, you know, at this point in time, he was doing this kind of thing, but, you know, it, now he's not doing that. And so you could see tendencies, but there's so many things that can affect, you know, how an athlete moves and things like that, that I, I really don't think you'd be able to definitively say, we you know, he definitely has that. The doctor defers, and we, yes. we, we appreciate that. Dr. Mark Pollard, <laughs> uh, enjoy the rest of this beautiful day. Thanks for checking in with us today. Uh, thanks a lot. My pleasure. All right, there you go, Dr. Mark Pollard from Cooper Bone & Joint. Jody, are you going to do some detective work? 
I thought it was worth asking. I sure. feared that I was going to get the exact answer that I got. He, he actually gave us more than I thought. I thought he might go, oh, no, stupid. I'm not going to answer that question. But I figured I'd roll it out there. There you go. I, I, I understand why you asked. Uh, Chris in Plymouth Meeting is with us. Good morning, Chris. Hey, good morning, Jody. Glenn, you make Saturday morning errands much more palatable. Oh, thank, thank you. So, Jody, you made a comment about Tortorella that you need to get him his kind of players. Who are the best coaches, any sport? that you saw at just coaching who, whatever players he had? Any sport? Yeah. Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson had different type of players in Chicago, went to L.A., had a different type. Shaq was certainly different than anything he ever had, and uh, he just continued to win titles. Now, he always had superstar-level <laughs> players. It doesn't get any better than Jordan and Shaq and Kobe and the like, but right. they were different types of players, yet didn't keep him from winning championship on top of championship. So two I thought in Philly were um, Andy and Larry Brown. Uh, I definitely would say Larry Brown, Andy. Football, I don't know about, and I don't, this is not a criticism of Andy. Andy played the one system the whole time. If I'm going football, two that would occur to me, and I know I'm going back a ways, are Joe Gibbs, who won Super Bowls with entirely different offenses and different quarterbacks, and Don Shula, who won a Super Bowl with a team that never passed the ball and then won a Super Bowl, or excuse me, did not win, but got to a Super Bowl with Dan Marino. Good names. Well, there you go. Thanks. You got well, it. You, Appreciate you got it. it. There you go. Yeah, it's 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 football's tougher because most coaches just have their and he had his system and that's what he did. He won with different guys, but it was his system, right? It's and tough I'm okay. I'm okay with having a system-based team year after year after year if you continually show that it is just so much better than everybody else. Tortorella hasn't had that kind of success in the NHL. Mm-hmm. He's been good. He's been mm-hmm. above average. He's gotten his team into the playoffs, but then again, 16 out of 30 teams make the playoffs. Um, that's why I, if you're going to just stick to your system and say, it's my way or the highway, man, you've got to win a lot. You've got to be that good, and I don't know if that's the case here. We've had a lot of high-profile coaches, managers, pass through our town over the last decade and not do particularly well. Uh, one who couple, just got yeah. fired and one who everybody wants to get fired. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll and, see Doc's, and Doc's going nowhere fast this year. Uh, that is correct. 215-592-9494. Coming up, we will check in. We'll do a little intensive Phillies talk as they win the doubleheader yesterday. 14 out of 16, 13 out of 15 for Rob Thompson, man. It's got to be the highest winning percentage in the history of baseball, right? Uh, stop the presses. He's in the Hall of Fame. I think let's call Cooperstown. That's exactly right. <laughs> Jody McDonald, Glenn Mack now on 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.